healthy from the inside out. This is Valley Well by A Salud, a health and wellness information program brought to you by ValleyWise Health and District Medical Group. Each week, we go in-depth with different healthcare experts on some of your top health questions, getting answers to help you live your best life. Hello and welcome to Valley Well by A Salud. I'm your host, Lauren Vargas. If the COVID-19 pandemic has left you feeling stressed, lonely, or scared, you're not alone. This virus has impacted all of us in many ways, but there is hope. So today we want to talk about how to care for your mental health during these challenging times. We're joined by Dr. Alicia Cowdery. She's a psychiatrist and the outpatient medical director of behavioral health services at Valleywise Health. Dr. Cowdery, thank you for being here. Thank you, Lauren, for having me. So we had you on the show about six weeks ago talking about the mental health impacts of COVID-19. A lot has changed in the last month and a half. So I'm excited to have you back on to sort of update us now that we have a better idea of what we're dealing with. I did see a survey that about half of Americans are reporting that their mental health is worse now than before the coronavirus started. So how do you think we're faring as a society so far? So, so I do think there's a couple aspects to that. I think the first aspect is we have to be really proud of the way we've banded together and the way that we have really, you know, uh, abided by all of the rules about staying home and changing our work lives and our home lives um, so that we can combat uh, this virus. So I think that that's the very first part is we have to be really proud of that work and, and how much we have all had to change our lives significantly um, during this time. I think everybody powered together and, and kind of figured it out. And, and now we're kind of seeing more um, things come out that people are experiencing. Um, you know, that fear, anxiety, and unknown about the virus is still there and unknown what, what our lives look like. You know, even a, you know six weeks ago, things were very different from, from what they are today. So that rapidly evolving piece of it, I think, causes a lot of anxiety and fear for people. Absolutely. And I'm glad you mentioned the positive aspect because I'm also um, really impressed with what I've seen, you know, either with my friends or on social media, whether it be um, dinners with your family over a Zoom call or a birthday party where there's a parade of cars passing by your house. Um, I, I know some families and their kids have come up with creative ways to stay engaged where um, they paint little rocks and hide them all over the town or have little teddy bear treasure hunts. And so um, that is really nice to see. But obviously, it, you know, we've been dealing with this for a couple months now, and um, not everyone is dealing with it in the same way. What are some of the um, signs and symptoms that maybe you're struggling a little bit with COVID-19 and all that it entails? I think things to look at are your your stress levels and, and how you're reacting to things. You may have a difference in your mood. You may feel sad or irritated, um, maybe react to things in a... Um in a bigger way than you would normally. Um, I think things you need to check out for are your sleep too, to make sure you're having regular sleep patterns um, and, and just examining any thoughts you might be having, any negative thoughts that, that we could kind of reframe as a positive. So really checking in with all those things are gonna be important. So you have a blog on valleywisehealth.org right now about loneliness um, in this age. And, and we already know loneliness is very powerful um, for people, you know, just whether you're living alone or um, suffering with this another way. What are some of the impacts that loneliness can have on people? 
So yeah, loneliness is a is a real um, a real consideration for fo- those of us that that work in this field. As we often know that there's a lot of you know particularly older people um, that that may be more socially isolated um, because of their risk factors with uh, COVID nineteen. So it's really important to examine loneliness and figure out how people can still stay stay socially connected even though they're physically distant. Um, you know you want to check in on that neighbor of yours that 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 you know. You want to reach out to family and friends, particularly if they know that they live alone or they don't, might not have a social network nearby. Absolutely. What are some of the other um, common things that we, we might notice in ourselves or others, whether it be kind of um, irritability or fatigue? Um, I'm sure there's lots of different things that people can be um, exhibiting. Sure, definitely. So, so those mood changes are going to be important to notice. Am I feeling overwhelmed? Am I feeling sad? Am I feeling stressed out? Am I reacting um, in a larger way than I would normal? Am I sleeping okay? Um, any of those things that, that might just be a little different than your usual. But again, outside of the context of what we're experiencing, because you definitely want to talk to your, your friends, family, and people that you trust about what you're experiencing, because we can experience that connection with each other because we're all going through this and we're all figuring out ways to manage the unknown as well as ways to to have some control over these situations by getting creative with things to to help us feel better. So for those of you just tuning in, we are speaking with psychiatrist Dr. Alicia Cowdery about how to care for your mental health um, during the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, I've heard that food actually is very important. The types of foods that you put into your body can affect your mental health. Is there a mind-gut connection? Definitely. And and I know if, if people really examine their nutrition, you notice you feel a lot better when you eat fruits and vegetables and a balanced diet. You know, and particularly in this time, um, you know, it can be if you're working from home, it can be really easy to just go back to the fridge and get something to make you feel better. Um, when when the truth is that people will feel better from, you know, eating a healthy, balanced diet with, with lots of fruits and vegetables than you will with, you know, high calorie snacks and things like that. There's definitely a correlation between eating well and feeling well, even though it's a little bit harder to do um, and takes a little bit more self-restraint, people definitely feel better when they eat better. Absolutely. And it is very hard. I know even for myself, um, you know, we've rewarded ourselves with Doritos and Oreos in the house and we keep going back and snacking and then you just kind of feel guilty and gross afterwards. And so um, it is important to kind of keep those routines, I guess, that you had before all of this was happening. Um, What about some simple tips. Um, I know for me, whenever I'm feeling anxious or if I can't sleep, I do the breathing techniques, you know, the four breaths in, four breaths out. Is that real? And what, how does that work? So just taking that time to center um, can be really, really important. Uh, Meditations, yoga, breathing activities, um, anything that creates a little bit of mindfulness and of being present in the moment is really going to help people. And everybody's different and there's lots of different meditations. You know, there are ones that just focus on breathing versus ones that focus on movement. Um, You know, so finding what's right for for a person is going to be important. Um, doing things that are physical are going to be important too, like going out for a walk, um, those kind of things. You'll notice there's even commercials on the on the television that'll just say like uh, it's from one of the meditation apps that says just just sit here for the next 15 seconds and do nothing. Wow. So those things I think are real easy ways that you don't have to be like a, a meditation master to be able to do is that you can take just that 15 seconds and be centered and and focus. 
Well, that's a really good segue because I wanted to talk about work um, for a little bit. And some overachievers might be feeling, actually, I know they feel a little bit guilty right now because maybe they're not as productive as they're used to being. They're not they're not producing as much. Um, and so how, how can we calm some of those worries that, you know, it it's OK. Things are different right now. You know, that time was in the past and, and we're in this new reality where maybe we do need to slow down a little bit. And it's okay. Yeah, definitely. I know that uh, I've seen some memes and things out there. People are like, you know, I should come out of the coronavirus um, experience with a perfectly clean house and a perfectly organized house and, you know, be eating well and, and, um, you know, have five new hobbies and speak a new language and, and do all these things when the reality is, is that we just need to make sure we take care of ourselves and get through this. And so that's, you know, with, you know, getting back to the basics, focusing on a plan and a routine, but then also little things to, to, to make your routine a little bit more fun. Um, so we want to focus on all of those things uh, so that we can have some control over what our experience is now. And that we know that however we come out of this on the other end is how we were meant to do it have that happen. We want to just be, be mindful and, um, you know, forgiving for ourselves that we're experiencing something we've never experienced before. And we need to allow ourselves to have the emotions and the experiences that we need at that time to get through it. Absolutely. And don't feel guilty if you don't um, do all those things that you see, you know, some other people doing on on social media or, or what have you. Um, so still sticking with the work topic, we, we have millions of people out of work right now, countless businesses and poor business owners, you know, dealing with their businesses, probably closing maybe forever. What kind of a toll does that financial loss take on a person? So it can be really scary and, and anxiety provoking to not know if you're going to go back to work, if that job you've been at for a long time is going to be there, if that small business you work for is going to be there, or that large corporation is going to be able to survive. And so it's really, really hard for people to, to not know what's going to happen. And depending on all of the circumstances that a person has in their life, it's really overwhelming to think about those things. And that's why it's good to just take it one day at a time, you know, and figure out what are the things that you can control and what you can do to get through it. But it's it's really, really frightening for everybody out there. Absolutely. By the way, if you need to talk to someone, um, talking to a health professional can really ease some of those worries. So you are welcome to call and make an appointment with us um, by visiting valleywisehealth.org. Or you can call us um, Monday through Friday from 7.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. at 1-833-855-9973. That's 833-855-9973. And if you don't need to be seen in person, person. We are um, doing telehealth visits right now, either by phone or by video. And um, just by talking with a, a provider that can really um, help um, either with, you know, your normal physical issues that you're having or just um, easing some of those worries, they can connect you with a behavioral health specialist. Um, a, a lot of parents, let's talk about that, have kids home. They've, they've been home for a couple months. Um, some kids are dealing with uh, online school and some parents who, you know, have little kids in daycare, have their kids home while they're trying to work. Talk about that family dynamic. Maybe there's some positives there, um, but it's also a little bit stressful. What are some of the things you can imagine going on in American families right now who are stuck at home together? Yeah, definitely. I think that, that 
it's a really challenging time for folks to, to try to balance, you know, um, being a parent, being a worker, being a um, caregiver, all of those things. You're expected to wear a whole bunch of hats that you used to be able to separate out a little bit. And it's, you know, depending on on folks' uh, circumstances and, you know, do, does, are there enough, you know, devices for everybody to go to school or how do we divvy that up? Or is there enough space in the house where we feel like everyone has their own work area, work or school area? Um, all of those things can be really challenging for for families to figure out how to how to balance a new routine but if you know sticking to a routine is going to help those things so that people can get through it and and understanding how to balance all of these new things I think some of the positives that might come out is that you have more quality time with family you know that you're not there's not so much time spent running around from activity to activity that you can you know might do some things you might not have done before instead of you know being on on social media or something you might actually be playing cards or a game or or something that might kind of give you that more um, in-person interaction versus online right a lot of people <clears throat> excuse me a lot of people used to need that excuse of you know getting away for the week and going up to a cabin in the woods so you can have quality time and just play board games like you said or just hang out with your family and now um we have it you know right here so that is very true. Um, what about children? How do children react to um, a pandemic differently than adults might? Yeah, it, that's, a, that's a good question. You know, for kids, it's hard, too, because they, they struggle to understand what's going on, right? Depending on what age of a, a child you're talking about, younger kids aren't going to understand, you know, why I don't get to go back to school or why, you know, why I can't see my friends and things like that. Whereas older kids might be able to, to understand that more and be able to communicate with their friends via, via social media. Um, I know my cousin, uh, her, her three-year-old has Zoom classes with her preschool, and it's kind of neat to see, even though that it's challenging for them, they can still, you know... <laughs> They can see their. I can their only imagine, imagine that. that. Yeah, it's really cute. I've seen some videos of it, and it's it's just a neat thing uh, for them to be able to do. But you know, kids do really well with routine, and so that's going to be you know important to understand that. Also, getting you know having time for them to have a physical release of playing outside or going for a walk, all of those things are going to be important. So routine and exercise is going to be really important for for the kids so that they they feel better, and then talking openly as you can with them. And some kids I know r rely on that routine more than others. For me, I have a two and a half year old foster daughter at home. She's been with us for four months. And um, before all this happened, I saw how much that routine benefited her going to school, socializing with other kids. So it's um, disappointing to me that, you know, she's lost that for a little bit and she's asking why aren't we, you know, in her own little way, bye-bye, why aren't we going to school? Or she asked to go to school. And it's, how do you explain to a little kid um, some of these really difficult discussions? Yeah, it's, and, and it is, you know, it's going to depend on the age, but, you know, it's focusing on that we've got to do this to stay safe and healthy for now so that you can go back to school, um, so that you can see your friends. So, so kind of talking about that this is healthy and safe um, for us to do right now so we can get back to all of those things that we want to do. For those of you just tuning in, we are speaking with psychiatrist Dr. Alicia Cowdery about how to take care of our mental health um, during these challenging times of COVID-19. Uh, luckily, they are starting to ease up on some of these restrictions. We've seen um, some states starting to open back up. Businesses are opening. Gyms are opening. Let's talk about that transition back to our, quote, new normal. And what, what's the best way to do that to make sure we can kind of sustain this? 
So I think we're going to have to start with is just following all the recommendations by the health and science community. Um, the CDC website's going to have all that information, and and really, you know, it's I know people talk about kind of having some some fatigue around being home. Is that we we just have to do what we can to still stay safe and follow the recommendations so that we continue to move forward without having a slide backwards. Because I think that would be even harder is if you know we didn't follow the rules and then we ended up, ended up having to have another time where we had to stay at home. So I think following all the rules um, about social and physical distancing, um, about when to go places and, and following the rules is going to be what's important um, so that we stay safe. And, and that might mean more time at home, um, but it might mean a little bit more options to go out and do things. So I'm, I'm hopeful that places will get creative on what we can do um, and just making sure to protect yourself because it'll be scary too for people to go back out. You know, there's some anxiety and paranoia when you see people or interact with people. And, and so knowing that that's going to be real is going to be important. I think we also need to warn people not to go too crazy right at first. So, um, you know, I've seen a lot of people, oh, I'm going to run up and hug my friends as soon as this is over. I'm going out to the bars and we're going to buy up all the alcohol. And so, you know, that can be dangerous as well. Yeah, and that's why it's going to be important to follow the rules because I don't think that that's going to be the recommendation is to, you know, go hug everybody, although we'll, we'll probably want to. It's probably going to be like you're allowed to have, you know, more people in a gathering or more people in a space. Or if you do go out to somewhere that you have social events, that there's going to have to be space between people. Um, I think that human nature wants to just run out there and have everything be completely back to normal, but I don't think that we can do that safely. And the most important thing is going to be to follow what the CDC recommendations are. Granted, they're not going to be, you know, probably to everyone's liking, but I think that we would all, you know, like to increase our social lives and what we're doing, but we have to do it in a safe manner um, so that we prevent um, having, you know, another reemergence of the virus. Can you see some positive side effects of this uh, as far as maybe um, not expecting people to go at 100% all the time and um, slowing down a little bit and just, um, you know, it's okay to stay in your home and not be posting online all the time and maybe stay home with your family and do a board game because you're used to that now and you like it. Yeah, definitely. I know I've talked with lots of people that, you know, when they really sat down and got creative about how they spent their time now that they have more time on their hands, is they really enjoyed that kind of slowing down, that kind of more, um, more human connection in a... Um, in a, in a deeper way. So I really do think that this has been times for families to come together. I think it's been times for friends to come together. You know, I think our work lives will change, uh, you know, as well. There may be some conveniences about how we work that are different. You know, I even think about, you know, the work that I do. Um, a lot of the folks that, that I see on, um, like on a video chat for a, a psychiatry appointment really like it. You know, it's nice not to have to travel to a doctor's office or, um, you know, rely on transportation, that there's some more convenient ways that we can deliver um, healthcare. So I think all parts of our life, we've learned things that might make life uh, more efficient um, and um, and in a better way. So I think that there's going to be a lot of things that come out of this that are are, are going to make life better, um, despite us not having known that previously. Absolutely. And on that note about your work, you are a healthcare provider. Um, how do you think other healthcare providers are um, faring? during this whole thing. It's got to be hard on them. 
For sure. And I think that, you know, healthcare workers, you know, we're warriors. We get out there and, and we're here to do the work and um, we are here to take care of people and we always have. Um, and so we are working as diligently, as fast um, and with as many steps possible to stay away, stay in front of the coronavirus so that, um, you know, we can take care and make sure people are, are healthy. By the way, you can make an appointment with a healthcare provider um, at Valleywise Health by visiting valleywisehealth.org, or you can call us Monday through Friday from 7.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. at 1-833-855-9973. That's 833-855-9973. As Dr. Cowdery mentioned, uh, we are doing telehealth visits now, um, either by video or by phone. We've done um, close to 12,000 of these just in the last month, and they seem to be going really well. Um, people are really responding to this, and um, hopefully it'll bring access to, to care for more people, um, especially if you have transportation issues. Yeah, definitely. And, and, and that's why it's, you know, important for people to, to reach out if they're having any struggles or anything like that, that uh, now that we have advances in our technology, it's going to make people make it easier. And I also think that, you know, this has also brought out um, a more openness to talk about, um, you know, things like depression, um, anxiety, you know, other, other brain health conditions that I think that we're also going to see less stigma attached to those things. And so reaching out is going to be a good thing, you know, that we support each other in that versus blaming any sort of of stigma for that. So I think that's another positive that will come out of, um, of this is that we, we understand how we as humans um, experience emotions and, and what we go through and we'll be a little bit more kind to people when they're experiencing brain health challenges. Absolutely. That's a really good point. I'm glad to hear that. Um, so I just went to the store over the weekend and I still can't find toilet paper or napkins. This has been two months now where we're scrambling. I'm surprised this is still an issue. Um, why do you think this panic buying thing is still happening? I think it's because people want to control something and they want to, you know, they, they fear being without certain items. And so, you know, instead of looking at it like, oh, I'm going to take what I need for myself and my family and my household, people think, oh, well, I've got to have all that. I'll feel more comfortable. I'll feel more in control if I have all of those items, you know, that I'm not going to run out. And there's just this fear that people have of not having having certain items that I think drove that behavior. You know, if we could look at it in a different way, in a more holistic or community-based way is saying, what do I need? to get through the next, you know, month? Um, what does my family need for, for that amount of time versus how can I hoard all of these items um, so that I just have them? But what about my neighbors? But I've seen a lot of that too. You know, there, uh, where I live, there's a Facebook page and people are like, hey, I've got this if anybody needs it. If anybody needs this, reach out. So I think you have the balance of both of those things is you have some of those people hoarding things, but then you also have people being like, hey, this is what I have if you need it. Absolutely. Well, that was definitely one of the things that surprised me about this pandemic, you know, um, this panic buying. I did not expect not to be able to find toilet paper. Is there something that surprises you about um, what you've noticed over the past couple months? Um, I would just say how, how we've all banded together to really, you know, uh, follow the rules, stay home, um, do what we can, get creative. Um, uh, like I said, I like a lot of the creative things that have come out of this, you know, local musicians uh, doing live streams so that, you know, we could still see them. Um, restaurants getting creative about what they can serve. And, you know, I've seen restaurants where you can actually also get toilet paper and paper towels because they order those things for, for their restaurants and they figured out how to reconfigure 
hear that and sell it to folks. So I think there's been a lot of creative ways that have come out of this that I think are, are pretty neat. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Cowdery, for your time. I'm looking over the blog that you have on our website right now. There's so much good information there. So I really encourage people to go on there and um, read through her steps and her tips on how to take care of your mental health right now. Self-care is super important all the time, especially right now. So um, Dr. Cowdery, thank you so much for being here. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Lauren. We hope you enjoyed listening to Valley Well Valle Salute a health and wellness information program brought to you by ValleyWise Health and District Medical Group. If you're looking for more information about what you heard today, visit us online at valleywisehealth.org slash bewell. There, you'll find blogs and videos from our healthcare providers, and you can even book an appointment at a ValleyWise Community Health Center near you. That's valleywisehealth.org slash bewell. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll tune in again soon.